Hunting, fishing, and outdoors. Episode 16 of the podcast. That's right. Don't roll your eyes at me, Mike. No, I was just counting in my head. <laughs> You're here with PA Rep Rob, PA Rep Mike, Out. PA Rep Brad. Also, special guests are back with us tonight Outdoor City Guns and Outtuna Indoor Ranges, Tony and Brett. Outdoor City Guns, the only premier. The premier. One, the premier number one indoor shooting range between Pittsburgh and. Philadelphia plug. So, yeah, we had these guys on uh, two weeks ago. Um, awesome episode. So I'm, gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off real good. Quick, just real good. quick. Yep. He's used um, to it. Before we get into <coughs> who these outdoor city guys are, um, bears. There's a lot of bears. Piece of shot, man. A lot of bears. 713 pounder. You're not following cat protocol. Dude, the itinerary, dude. 703. We got to make it relevant. You got to make the first part of the. Relevant to the mass audience. I'm not saying that outdoor city guns shouldn't be relevant to the mass <laughs> audience, but people don't know them yet. Wow. Look at this backpedaling. People are going to get to it. Anyways, <laughs> 700. I'm lost. <laughs> 713 pounder shot on catfish. 713 pounder. It catfish, says Galitzin. No, at. it's catfish. Is it? Catfish. The guy is from Galitzin. The gentleman who shot it is from Galitzin, but he shot it on catfish. Nice. There you go, Blair County representing. Uh, more than 1,500 black bears harvested in the 53 crownies across Pennsylvania. Largest bear. There it is. Right there. Largest bear taken in our home range. I think the 1,500, that was just the first day's total. Yeah. yeah oh, the 1,500 was over yep. just Saturday's total. Mm-hmm. Yep. First day of bear season. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah, bear. Uh, I think they said that the, uh, just real quick since we're talking about bears already, um, that the population... Of bears in Pennsylvania, eighteen thousand. Did I read that today somewhere? No. Yes. Check it out. I yeah, wasn't anyways. with you, anyway. so I didn't read that. <coughs> but back, Brad, back to your intro. Anyway, back yeah, to, season. and we're way off task. But anyway, back to uh, outdoor city guns and outdoor indoor ranges. Um, we have Tony and Brett here. Um, just going to give them a, a quick uh, overview of what they do, what the products they have to offer, what services they have to offer, um, and you guys can go ahead. Yeah, thanks for having us back on. Um, so we just got the new Techno Hunt up and running, so that's really exciting. Uh, have a lot of great uh, uh, things going on with that. We also just got the 35-yard indoor 3D range up and running, and so that's uh, a lot of fun there too. We're going to be doing uh, leagues at both of uh, those starting here in January and also going to be running a lot of uh, indoor gun range leagues as well, so that's pretty exciting. So we were, we were not, to, not to cut you guys off, but we were in there. Uh, I'd just like to speak. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to say something, guys. Hello. We'll get to you, Brett. We'll get to you, Brett. Uh, we were just in there shooting um, AKs on their indoor range, and uh, a lot of times you uh, hear about a place where you kind of picture it in your mind what it's going to be like before you go there. And uh, my, my thoughts are always lead towards the dingier side. Like, you know, the picture of my mind is nowhere near what it actually was. It's pretty sweet. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Shoot some AKs and what, what else was that other gun we shot? 
Tabor. A Tabor. 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 It's an Israeli gun, correct? Correct. Yeah. Tabor. Yeah. The Tabor was very accurate. They also have American guns in there. America. American guns. America. America. <laughs> Real Americans. <laughs> Anyways, on to, on to Brett. Brett. On to Brett. Go ahead. You can talk about your archery uh, setup. The best thing to do is just stop in, check us out. We got new things rolling in, uh, new bows coming in. Come in, check them out, shoot them a little bit, hang out, talk a little bit, share some stories from the season, and let's keep rolling. Yeah. Share story. I, I like sharing stories from the season. Anybody here harvest a buck in archery season? Tony, how about you? I think Brett got a really nice one. And it Brett, you're a European European mount on it, which is Oh, a European mount. <laughs> we can talk about that real quick, right? Because it's per- yeah, perfect, we got it. too. We got it. So tell us about your mount. European mount. So uh, I chose to get my buck with a European mount. And, uh, you know, I think it's tasteful. I think a lot of wives like having that <laughs> kind of animal in their living Where do room. wives come into the what kind of mount you choose? We weren't even going to go there. We're, <laughs> like, you brought you this up. You know, I was really fortunate to kill a turkey with my bow as well. And it was a Jake, but it had a six and a half inch beard. So I thought I would just kind of display it on my European mount right below it as well in my living room. And that really went over real well. Real <laughs> Real well. well we have audio it. that we'll share with you on our Facebook page. No, the ranges. Live action. I was in uh, Saturday, I believe. Saturday, uh, my wife and I went in. Um, my wife's military, and she wanted to shoot some military esque weaponry, and uh, wound up purchasing one. And I'll tell you what, from the the beginning to the end, just the the friendliness of the staff, and I'm not not just saying that because they're sitting here with us, but just the way that we were treated as customers. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> just the way we were treated as customers through the whole process uh, was really just a, a great experience and uh, would definitely recommend going in there and checking it out. Even if you're not buying, um, pretty much they'll let you shoot whatever they have uh, on the ranges, and uh, it was just a great experience. All right, so um, moving on since we're out of archery season for most of us um, in uh, – NPA and uh, getting into getting ready for rifle season that's coming up on Monday, uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, uh, what advice can you give a guy? Because a lot of guys are shooting rifles in right now this week uh, to make sure they're on for the first day. So um, checking, taking your rifle back out of the case, checking stuff around, uh, making sure you're all set and set and ready to go. Um, advice you got for anybody yeah certainly just make sure uh you know everything's good and tight on that scope mount um and whenever you are taking it out to the range to uh shoot it in again to make sure it is on so that way you don't get some surprise whenever you get out there in the woods um you know a a lot of people uh really overthink the whole sighting in process and it really comes down to firing a shot getting a really good stable hold on it making sure you hold it still and then uh adjusting your scope crosshairs to where the shot was and that'll help adjust it down to that center point. Um, most importantly, keeping it still during that duration so you can watch the, the crosshairs rise or move left to right accordingly um, to bring that back into center. It really can be a pretty simple process. A lot of guys will go out there and they'll shoot, you know, you know, half a box or a box of shells. You know, they're sitting there and they're trying to rest their hand on the bench. And uh, like I said, a good stable rest uh, is key. Get yourself some sandbags. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a towel from your house that you can fluff up. Um, get something under that back. It's not only the front, but it's the back end of that rifle as well to make sure that back butt is stable and up against your uh, shoulder 
Which that's another key thing too. Make sure that butt is up against your shoulder. You don't want to feel that one inch kick from a three hundred mag. A push always hurts <laughs> less than a punch, doesn't it? That's yeah. right. And, that's for sure. Don't don't rush through the process. Don't go out there and sling five shots down the range. Make sure you know what you're doing. If you don't, find out someone that can help you. Stop into the shop or stop into your local pro shop and get some help in sighting in that gun. You don't need to waste a box of shells to sight in your rifle. Yeah, definitely, and starting at a closer distance can even really help, too. You know, you don't have to go out and start at 100 yards. You can always start at 25, 50 yards. Make sure you're on paper there and make the process a lot easier when you get out to that 100-yard point. Um, so that works out really well. And that's actually what we do with any of the firearms that we sell at the range. We'll actually take them into the range, shoot them at that 25-yard um, distance to make sure you're at least going to be on paper when you get out to 100 yards. Are you guys selling hunting rifles? Yeah, we do sell <coughs> hunting rifles, but um, uh, we have a decent selection over there. Um, a lot of Savage Axis twos, um, some nice uh, entry-level guns there for the youth as well. Nice. Well, the uh, to sight your rifle in properly, uh, or sight your scope in uh, properly, depending on most of them are keyed in for 100 yards to make your adjustments at 100. So that's what you're saying. Make sure you're on paper at 25. Then even move out to 50 and fire a shot and see where you're laying there. But to really dial in your scope um, to where it's going to hit consistently, 100 yards is your marker. Um, it's very, very tough to to dial in a scope at 50 yards or 25 yards for that matter. I've, uh, as far as scope goes, uh, I know, Brad, you were slating in a rifle, two rifles today. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys, what's your take on, you know, you know we put a scope on a gun you have it for a bunch of years things wear out o-rings wear out gas starts to leak from the scope um you don't have to spend a ton of money on a decent scope um optics is you know the quality of glass and stuff all comes into play but you know do you guys have any recommendations on how often possibly you should change a scope or anything you can do in the off season with your gun regardless of just leaving it in the case to protect your scope any better from you know anything like that you know, it never hurts to get that gun out even in the winter or in the summer and shoot a little bit to see how everything's doing. The, the worst case scenario is waiting till that last week, you know, to get your gun out and, and go shoot and then realize something's wrong. Yeah, definitely just um, keeping it, um, you know, well lubricated and everything on it clean and just making sure that uh, there isn't any uh, moisture in the air where it's being stored or uh, making sure it's in a good storage environment really makes a difference. Well, speaking of cleaning, um, you know, it, it, as we know all know in Pennsylvania, uh, weather is changing day to day um, with rifle season. We could have snow, we could have sleet, we could have freezing rain, we could have 75-degree weather um, and, and sunshine. Uh, for a Whenever you're in a bad weather out there in the woods, people hunt regardless because you can't uh, predict the weather and you only have a certain amount of days to do so. Um, what is the best way after a bad weather, getting out of the woods, um, to uh, take care of your firearm? Um, so definitely want to go ahead and make sure it gets really well cleaned at that point, especially if it is a rainier day or you know something's going on where it did come in contact with water. Um, there are a lot of products out there that you know are multi-step and um, are a little bit more complicated to use, but. We've had really good luck with a product called Ballastol. Um, it's kind of an all-in-one cleaner and protectant, so it really does seem to do a nice job for us. Uh, we use it on all of our range guns, um, and we have really good luck with them there. So, if you uh, you know put your rifle in your in your truck on the way home and it dries out to the heater in your truck, 
that's not good, right? You should definitely throw some oil on that, you think? <laughs> Run something down through the bore. <laughs> probably, probably definitely want to get to it before that moisture has time to set in, most yeah. definitely. All right. Well, whenever I was down, and this is a different situation, but I was down in Texas um, hunting whitetail, and um, we had some rain down there, and this guy pulled out a little baggie that he had. Um, it had a moist rag in there with some solvent on it. Um, and he asked, as soon as we got back in the truck, after he picked us up, he said, he threw us a rag. He said, wipe your rifles down with all this, wipe it down, wipe it down real good. And then when we got back to the, um, to the camp, uh, we ran something down through our bore, you know, to clean that out as well. So that was pretty cool that I thought that, you know, that this guy oh, went yeah. above and beyond to carry this thing in his pouch. And that's not a bad idea for us in Pennsylvania is to carry yeah. that around as well, because that's we have, really we have worse <laughs> weather than them. You well, know? There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's high fences in Texas. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, that's a good As soon as you say that, I get the mic back and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let it go. I'll let it go. So in regards to that, though, Ballastol actually makes little pouches that have wipes Carry. built into it. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Nice. Take those little pouches with you, and you'd be able to do the exact same thing. Just take it, wipe down the outside of the barrel, and if you had a rod or something available, yeah, you can run that it. same patch right down through the barrel then. See, now I, I do that because I, I in rifle season I only hunt a day or two, but I take out the I, I like to hunt with my inline. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that is killer with me is moisture, um, just because of having powder more accessible to the moisture than in a shell. And uh, one thing I do is, do you guys recommend this at all? When I'm shooting my inline and even anything else, I take I keep a, a container of alcohol patches. Um, what I do is I take 91 percent or more of alcohol, especially even if I'm at the range, you don't want to completely you know yeah. tear your gun down and clean it. When I'm sighting any rifle in or any weapon, and and, and then just rub an alcohol patch through because it it evaporates that quickly, but it does remove a little bit of the fouling to help keep your accuracy going. I don't know if you guys do that at all. Maybe we ought to back up one second and touch on that, too. When you're sighting your rifle, firing repeated shots over and over and over again can really change the accuracy of your gun. So, you know, if you are that guy that just shot seven shots out of your .30-06 you need to give that barrel some time to cool down. Oh, definitely. Too. The heat of a barrel is one major factor. The guy that gets out there and he puts, you know, has the five rounds in the clip, and he's like, bam, 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 bam. And then he, you know, messing with the scope, and he's sitting there for hours and hours and hours. I like what I you guys said. You don't have bit, to do that. Yep. That's and something maybe people don't know. Well, well, somebody the, uh, jumped ahead on the bear, so we're good. Well, the uh, uh, alcohol patch is going down through your board. People think, oh, especially the muzzle loader. Although, well, my stuff's going to, you know, it's going to wet my powder. It's going to do this, it's going to do that. Uh, that dries so quick. I mean, basically, yes. as soon as you take that out of there, it's dry. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's a great idea uh, to carry this with you. Just make sure great that you Great idea for the baluster to, to carry a little, you know, a couple of solvent patches with you to, to rub down your weapon. If with you do them. use rubbing alcohol, get 91% or higher. The lower the content, the more water's in it. It, it take them longer. It'll actually absorb. The water content can absorb into things. Is for, that's what I've always noticed. Okay. Good, 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 uh, good deal there, Mike. Ninety-one <laughs> percent or higher. I'm just uh, listen. He's ninety-one proof. I know one or two things. He's a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> sip, sip. Um, so uh, anyway, so we're back to you know getting ready for rifle season, getting ready for gun season. Everybody's out there, um, but bow season ended. We're Did done, it? unfortunately. No, well, for most people, we have late season. For most people, unless you need your yeah, limbs. But, but oh, anyway, so out of tags and no trophy hanging on the wall because your wife said no. If you, <laughs> if, 
if you are uh, putting away your bow for the season, and yeah, this question is for Brett, um, put away your bow for the season, what kind of maintenance can you do uh, to ensure that you're not going to pull it out the next year uh, with some rusty bolts or uh, uh, something going wrong with it or, you know, a dried out string or whatever, you know? This is definitely something that we run into all the time. Guys will, you know, bring in their bow next year and they want to change out of sight or something. And when we go to remove those bolts, they're so rusted or we can't even get them out of there. Guys, listen, it was a wet year this year. It was first, like the first day, yep. it was wet. You guys need to wipe down your bows. A product like Ballastol works really good to go over those bolts. Even if, you know, you can take your sight bolts out, spray those bolts down then run them back in that's going to help you out if you ever need to take that stuff back out removing the rest on your bow is not necessarily a good idea because that's going to compromise how the bow was set up if it was set up correctly but definitely look it over now's the time to look over your bow check the limbs check the strings see if anything's wrong and if there is something that's coming to your attention that doesn't look right get it to a pro shop bring it in let us look it over we got lots of time right now bow season's over we're not as busy as normal. Let us look it over. We'll help you out. If you need something, we'll take care of it. Take it in. Have them take a look at it. And then take it down and shoot some paper. And then take it up and shoot some 3D. It's a perfect thing. Listen, shoot all year long, man. I mean, there's enough. There, 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 we got a tour of their shop tonight. Yes. I'll tell you what. I was impressed. I, I like the, the 3D range. Uh, we didn't really. I didn't get to see the, the Techno Hunt room. Um, but even the Paper Target room. Um, it is a good time. You get to go, you actually get to know your bow shop, and when you start to get to be able to build a relationship with guys who are working on your equipment, you actually learn a little bit more. You'll get a little bit more knowledge. You'll feel a little more confidence, and those guys will actually, most of them, and I'll, I'll, I will say this for Brett, um, will be able to help you. You know, if you have some poor shooting techniques, um, if you have some some questions about a peep sight problem, say, hey, I'm I'm shooting a, a rubber tube, and I'm always having problems with it. You know, they can upgrade you or show you some newer things that might work out a little yeah. better for you yep. i'll say, that, I'll, say yeah, I'll say this about um shooting archery uh, i venture guess i said the majority of people that actually shoot that aren't avid avid shooters you're probably going out and you're shooting in your backyard at a block target or a 3d mckenzie target if you've never shot in a either an outdoor or an indoor 3d atmosphere it is uh pretty unique in regards to um your experience so i've so i've shot personally in a lot of um, 3d both indoor and outdoor shoots uh indoor 3d is a blast if you've never done it even if you don't want to shoot competitively just come down bring your bow just experience it at one at one point in your life because oh, if, if you enjoy archery and you haven't done it you owe yourself to do it it's that fun going back to what brett said with uh, wiping your uh, bow down with solvent stuff like that um, you know, if you're in the middle of uh, archery season, a lot of guys, like, I'm one of them. Like, I'm not spraying anything on my bow or putting anything on my bow that's going to have any kind of scent to it. I'm a big scent freak guy. All my stuff goes in a container. Um, but, you know, what is there anything out there? Is there any product out there that you know of that's scent-free that will do the same thing as that? There's definitely different products out there that can do that for you. And, and it doesn't hurt to do that during the season, but... Me as well, man. You know, right. I'm yep. after every advantage that I can get, so I'm, I'm trying to be as careful as possible. Even if you just get home and wipe the bow down and make sure it's dry, give it somewhere where there's no moisture in the air, that's going to help you out along the way. Get Once again, I'm going to be strings. smart here. 
rubbing alcohol works for that too. It does. It's true. It, it, it definitely It'll does. Work. Yeah. I mean, Ninety-one percent. Yeah, ninety-one percent. Listen, out. I I spray I spray my bow down with dead downwind, dude. Every time every time I touch my bow and grab my bow, as soon as I get it off my four wheeler before I'm walking to my stand, I spray it down. Like I keep it. I keep a bottle. I'm a big fan of dead downwind, but I spray my bow down. There's always white particles on the black limbs and stuff. I I don't worry. Bow season, I don't worry about wiping my bow down unless I'm out in the rain. Take a towel, dry it off. You know what I mean. I well, agree. So, yeah, same same, con- One, same concept of screws and sights and spraying stuff down. Uh, bowstring care. Are you greasing your string at the end of every season? Are you doing anything in that regard? You know the way that we look it? at bowstrings, and this is definitely a science now compared to maybe years before. But you know, you really need to keep an eye on your string. If it looks dry, it needs wax, and. Uh, the method is changing. They used to tell you to take a piece of leather and rub it down. Well, that actually causes so much abrasion to the string that it damages it more than helps it. Uh, the best thing to do is just use your fingertips and let a little bit of heat friction happen there. Choose a good wax. Ask your local bow shop what they recommend and use something good there. If it looks dry, it needs some some care to it. And after season, man, stop in your local shop. Stop in, see us. Tell us just to look over your bow. We'll take a look and let you know what you might need to look forward to for the next year to get you up and rolling. I'll give you guys a, a two dollar a two dollar helper. Okay, this is ninety one percent alcohol. No, no, listen. Oh no, you guys, are, you no. guys can make Put fun of me. No, no, listen. I want a three. I want a three dollar and fifty cent. In my bow case, in my, in my bow case, um, what I do is I go to my local sporting goods store, which for us happens to be Field and Stream. I actually order mine online. Uh, for fishing tackle boxes now, uh, they actually have these little blue plastic things that take that, that help keep moisture out of, like, your fishing hooks because you don't want your hooks to rust because you're always on the water. So in the tackle boxes now, they have these little blue divider pieces that you can throw in there that actually help with moisture problems. So what I did was I bought a pack of them for, like, $1.79, and I actually leave them in my bow case just to help pull any moisture that I might have out. That's a good there. idea, too, and that kind of goes along with where you're going to store your bow for the winter. You know, a lot of us put our bow in the case. We don't use it. Make sure you're putting it somewhere where it's not damp, you know, down in the basement where it's damp. That does a number to your I think some of that has to do with where your wife lets you keep it. I'm just saying. I'm the boss of my house. Oh, I thought you were. We're going to cut that. Thought, yeah. Remember thought, that yeah. second, Mark? We'll cut that out for him. I thought him. you were, were going to take we'll cut that, that out for him. Different, different place than that, but yeah. In case um, we ever get big, we'll cut that out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna real quick, along the lines of being the boss of the house. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my wife personally, but this is in retrospect to all girlfriends, oh. wives. Me personally, I am pretty much during archery season. I'm working and then I'm hunting. And then I'm doing stuff that I should be doing. Uh, Wait, so you don't have like a schedule when you can hunt? No. Oh, Wait, no. no one else has a schedule. Uh, no. You might want to look at your contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that yeah. Contract. <laughs> I would <laughs> like to thank my wife as well. Thanks. Thanks out to all the uh, wives and girlfriends. And, that was a lot of crap. Yeah. Listen, and I, still doing it through I'm April gonna season. Th- I'm going to thank Clint her. Lock season. Yes. I'm going to thank her, but, dude. Season. I actually had the best <laughs> archery season ever because the last two weeks. Uh, she had drill, so she was gone for two weeks. So there was nobody to yell at me for two weeks. So I kind of got a, I got a pass this time. That's beautiful. I did. I did. That's beautiful. And I want to thank her for serving. But yeah, Are you going to sign Reva up for the guard? 
<laughs> Surprise, honey. I hope you like this. Honey, you're going to be gone for 18 weeks, but I love you. You think she was mad about a turkey it just feather? So, hunting season. Yes. Back on track. We have uh, Outdoor City Guns and Outdoor... Uh, wow. Outdoor City Guns and Out, Altoona Indoor Ranges. But uh, uh, It's a tongue-twister. Uh, so, anyway, do you have some Black Friday deals going on? Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to cut you off before we get into Black Friday Why? deals. Because Build by the time, suspense. let's say this, by the time that people listen to this podcast, by the time we air this podcast, Black Friday will have passed. Not if you air it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, uh, that's I mean, the, let, let's, put some, let's put some responsibilities. <laughs> by the time this podcast airs, Black Friday will be obsolete. So, that being said. We always have great prices. You always have great prices. Do you periodically run specials? Do you, I mean, it, I, it, I, I have a vague So a couple things that go that. on year-round, and they'll also be uh, kind of magnified here for Black Friday. But um, if you do purchase a new bow, you get 10% off of any accessories that you were to purchase with that bow. And you uh, also get six months of free paper range time. So you can come in and shoot that range unlimitedly for the first six months after you purchase that bow. Good value. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great program. It really works out well. Make sure that you made the appropriate decision there for you. You guys touched on the How last, the last time we had you guys on the uh, podcast, you guys had touched on the, your layaway program. Sure, yeah. With uh, any archery product, you can put it on layaway uh, 25% down. And then for 90 days, it can be on layaway, and you can shoot it throughout that entire duration as well. That's brilliant. Now, what okay. do you guys – I know you guys just picked up a new archery company. Sure. Which yeah. Is a, which is which is now. Listen, I'm not. I'm a. I won't say it. Junk. Um, I'm. A, I'm a different. Are you? What? You cannot. I'm just saying. No, I'm gonna have anyway, to go no. back. Wait. 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 Let me. Let me. Yeah. Log this in my memory. Log that in your memory. Twenty-five point no, don't do it to me. But anyway, I know you guys picked up a new bow company, but you have probably what three of the top bow lines out there right now. I, I don't know what other bow line you have. I know. No, I mean. We definitely we picked up a lead, and that's really big for us. That's definitely a bow company that people are coming in and asking for. <laughs> I'm yelling at Mike, but I put my mic away. <laughs> <laughs> it it is, and, and we're really excited about it. They have a thing called the shootability challenge, and come in, check out their bow, shoot it, compare it to other bows, and that's the name of the game. No matter what bow you're looking for, go out and shoot a couple other bows first. Don't just go by what your buddy told you or what you saw on TV. Go shoot a couple different ones oh, first. Yeah. A lot, a lot of it is personal preference, and in your price a lot range. Of it is personal preference, and in your price range. Yeah, there's bows out there in all different price ranges. Yep. So don't you know settle for something else. Go for the bow <laughs> that you like. You know, go shoot as many as you can till you find what you like. Yes. Now, when you guys set, if you guys set up bows, right, you do with the accessories and all that, is, do you guys have a setup fee for? If, if I'm going to come in buy a brand new bow, buy everything to go with it, do you guys charge a setup fee? No, basically, when you come in and buy a new bow at our shop, you're going to walk out of there with a bow that's tuned the way you want it, fit to the way you want it, and you're sighted in. We're not going to let you in the cold. We're not going to let you out to dry. You got six months to come in and shoot it. Come down and ask us questions. We'll come upstairs, help you out. Whatever you need. That's Wait. that's what we offer that other shops don't so offer. So you're telling me the Friday before archery season, I can walk into your shop, get a bow, and be in my stand the next day? Let me tell you a little story. We had a guy <laughs> with a crossbow, and, and, and this is a true story. And this is true what we story. offer that maybe some other places don't. 
he broke a string and he brought it in. It was dark out in the evening and he wanted to hunt the next day. So the first thing I asked him was, hey, where do you live? And he tells me where he lives. I said, can I call you at like 1030 tonight? I'll meet up with you. I'll take you to a place to make sure it's sighted in. I'll build you a brand new string and we'll get you back in the woods the next day. Like those are things that we can do right there. that other shops can't do. That's Would above, you do that, that's above Would you do that for a guy like me? Mike, no. Mm. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I periodically I hear stories from uh, buddies that have shops of people that come in the day before and have just brand new setup, either have never hunted before and figure they want to try it or have hunted before and just are buying a brand new setup the day before, which is asinine. But, well, yeah. If you're looking for, you're looking for the value of experience, the value of service, the value of uh, getting more out of... Um, what you're paying for based on what you're learning while you're going through your experience. Outdoor City's uh, a good place to be. Good place to shop. Christmas gifts. Get your Christmas gifts at Outdoor City. Well, that's bringing me into my next subject. Christmas? Gifts? You guys are killing me with time. <laughs> killing me with time. <laughs> but but you got a minute. We got a minute. We have a, well, hey, let, 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 let's finish we, we out this half and then this. we can bring that back in in the second you have half. a minute. I can bring that down in the second half. Okay. 53 seconds. We're good. We can bring that back down in a second. I will, I will say this. Doodling. Walking through the shop, I was surprised when I walked in today. You, the, the wall was out with the door, and there's, like, the bow shop is, like, an it almost looks like an addition. It's actually really cool looking. It's like Brett's own room. I, I know. Brett's, Brett's, Brett's world. Brett's world. Brett's world. Can we get a sign for that? Excellent. Anyway, so, Outdoor City Guns. Anything that you guys need um, for tuning your bows or, or uh, uh, purchasing new uh, accessories uh, to the whole bow, um, arrows, uh, broadheads. Uh, anything else I'm missing, guys, for bows? Quivers. Strings. <laughs> you do, pretty much do everything that bows. you can do. 20 with seconds. Bow. 20 seconds. <clears throat> Come on, Brad. 20 seconds. Firearms. Brad, you can finish off. Firearms. Anything you need from a firearm standpoint. They have guns galore. Ammunition. Um, if, if you, uh, if you are. So if you're, if you're, if you're going, I'm time. like the micro machines guy. Ready on the thing? Guns, yeah. Go there. There's a lot of guns there. A lot of guns. Um, if so some great uh, day-to-day prices on ammo. Because we are a range, we uh, get signed up directly with the manufacturer. They send it over our way at a really good price, and we extend that on to our members. Um, Deep discount. Talking like $11 a box for 9 millimeter every day um, and under $20 a box for 45 Deep. ACP every day. Deep so discounts. Great Deep. prices. All right. Deep. Plug, plug, plug. We're going to plug. No. Okay, go ahead. Hurry up. Brad, you're over time. We're over time. Ahead, man. We're going to plug. Well, let's let's say this. Before we cut off with the Altoona City guys, uh, Outdoor City guys, if I want to find information on you, where do I go? AltoonaRanges.com. AltoonaRanges.com, Facebook, uh, also Outdoor City. Outdoor City and yeah. Altoona Indoor Ranges. All right. Brad, go ahead. I'm good. Was that who you were going to plug? What's that? Yes. Are you going to plug the guys that we already have on here? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll be, I love we'll, you guys. We'll be back. We'll be back with the second segment here uh, before too long. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 16, Pierre Report, PierreReport.com.
All right, all right, all right. We're back with Peter Airports Hunting, Fishing, and Outdoors. Here with us today is Outdoor City Guns and Outdoor Outtuna Indoor Ranges. Can't get that right. Oh, You're over. I am over. Um, we're coming back with them real quick and uh, talking about Christmas gifts uh, for your loved ones. Maybe your girlfriend, maybe your fiance, your wife, or maybe it's your uh, young child in between 8 and 12 that's looking to get into shooting. Um, Why in between 8 and 12? Well, because can it be 8 and 13? after that, they can handle a 270, as far as I'm concerned. Well, what if I want to come in and buy a 22 for my five-year-old? That's what we're talking about. What if you're single yeah, and you want to buy a eight. gift for yourself? He's not 12. The legal hunting age in Pennsylvania is 8, if you look in your book. Thank you. Anyway, so. I was four when I got my first firearm. I appreciated the fact that I got it at four because I loved it. And oh, you still hunt with a 30-30 rifle. And I shot okay. that thing all over the place. I don't want to hear anything place. out of you. You still hunt with a 1976 30-30 rifle. All I'm it's saying is this. It's not even a pre-64. Let's, let's not restrict the option of people coming to Outdoor City to parents of children between the ages of 8 and 12. Let's open it up. Hey, if you What if I'm a single man who wants to buy my own Christmas present? there you go. Anyway, so we're in the legal hunting age of 8- and 12-year-olds. Uh, what is the right caliber, do you guys think, for a young child to get out there I assume and we're talking harvest deer, a correct? deer? <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of debate around that topic for sure, and personal preference will always reign supreme. But a lot of times we try to put something along the lines of a 243 into a youth hunter's hands. Um Typically, these are made in a smaller model that is convenient and sized appropriately. And I think that's really the bigger issue. It's not so much the caliber, but the actual firearm itself. And getting something that they're comfortable with and they're able to properly handle is really the biggest issue. Something that's not going to scare them, correct? Yeah, we definitely don't want to turn them off to the whole idea flinching. to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Um, so two forty-three caliber, um, a lot of kids... Um, I mean, I started off with a 35 Remington, which it, that has a lot of kick to it. Um, Brad, you came out a man, though. You, you didn't come out a boy. You <laughs> came out a man. I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend that, but the 30-30, which uh, is kind yeah, of the, the same gun. Lever uh, just, it's nice. a downsized gun uh, or downsized uh, caliber. Um, and especially if you can pick it up for the right price and you don't feel as bad cutting off that stock to fit the youth. Um, kind of goes back to that whole length of pull thing, yeah. so that way they can comfortably uh, hold it and make sure that their sights are aligned properly. Um, if it's too long, it just doesn't fit them, they're going to have a hard time aiming it and making that proper shot, which is really important. I, I've noticed over the past, I'll say, 8 to 10 years, the trend in actually building and producing youth rifles. And even geared more towards women now, too. I mean, you get out of the... You know, the traditional, hey, here's my deer rifle, go take it. They're actually, the platforms now are being more genre-specific, if you want to say it that way. There we go. Talking about Christmas gifts. There you go. Here we go. I have a wife. Do you have a wife? I have a wife. Imagine that. Go figure. I have a wife. I want to get her a handgun. Sure. So uh, a really great way to kind of go down that path would be, Instead of necessarily having that firearm there for her to open as her gift, go ahead and get her the uh, NRA First Steps class or a basic class, something where they're able to get introduced to a couple different firearms. 
let them shoot some things and then get a feel for what's appropriate for them. So many times I have ladies that come in with a uh, newly purchased firearm that they had no choice in the decision, go to shoot it, and they just didn't realize that's what the recoil is like and just have no idea that's what they're getting into because they weren't a part of that purchase yep. decision. Here's your There's desert eagle, point. honey. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my nose break every time I shoot this? Is it supposed to do that? The the downside to that, now you got to be careful with that, Rob, because the downside to that is she what I just had to go lot. through. You went through the, oh, I like that little pistol because it's cute, the little LC9, to, oh, we just spent over $1,000 on an M4. Yeah, I mean, there is a downside to that because if they like it, well, you know how that goes. It's like, oh, yeah. oh well, I need an anniversary band. Yeah, but then you have an excuse to get another one. There you go. Another wife? <laughs> that could be <laughs> nice. The just... wife is far more expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I just got the Settle. look from Brad. Settlement. Brad gave me the look. We're going. We're going way off topic. The itinerary. Way off topic. Oh, now, do you, okay. I, I, know we're, I know we're not going to air for Black Friday. Yes. Um, But you guys said you do run specials all year long. On Black Friday. Yeah, we run our NRA basic class for uh, $99 all day, every day. Um, So you can come in, get introduced to uh, all the different types of handguns um, that are available to you. Uh, We also have the option for $25. We'll provide the firearm and all the ammunition for the class. So you can come in and we can put, you know, a variety of different firearms in your hands and really get a good experience and then make a more informed decision for yourself or for that spouse or whatever the situation may be. Now, if a Saturday during the day doesn't happen to work for you, we also offer what's called the NRA First Steps, which is just an abbreviated one-on-one version of that uh, group basic class. Um, But it's nice because we'll sit there and uh, decide which firearm you're using and we'll focus mostly on that. Still hit on some of the other topics, but uh, mostly focus on what's most pertinent to you. And if you're still making that decision, we can go ahead and get a series of different firearms in your hands in that scenario as well. Now, am I allowed to ask a question well, before I get in trouble? Well, go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. No, have you noticed Have you noticed a surge? And this is just, I know we're not all political or anything, but have you guys actually noticed a surge with recent events and how the world's going with the amount of people and the diversity of people that are actually now starting to come in and purchasing weapons or has it picked up or has it kind of stayed the same whether it be the season or whether it be um different uh, political things going on or what's going on around the world uh this past weekend we sold 22 uh handguns which other than it being like a black friday weekend or something like that was pretty much i think a record, record. for two days good. wow good how about ammo? Ammunition, we have uh, really great prices every day. Like I said, 9mm for around $11. Um, the 4380 and 38 Special, roughly 15 to $16. And 45 ACP on the higher end of the spectrum of most uh, semi-automatic rounds at about $18. Awesome. Awesome. So... And I will say this too. Oh, Brad's going to get mad. No, good. No, I will he say this too. He looked at me. He did. I got the scowl. No, the I, I did notice because we had talked about this when we were over at the shop. Um, for some of you guys who like the odd ball calibers, like I have a six point six by fifty five millimeter Swedish Mauser, that ammo is hard to find. You can't just go into your local Walmart or wherever and pick that up. I saw that you guys actually had a wide variety of different caliber rifle cartridges also. Yeah, we have a lot of, uh, I don't know if you want to call them oddball calibers, but uh, some things that aren't as run-of-the-mill anymore or 
um, definitely not as frequently uh, found at shops. So it's a great place to check that out. All right, so moving on into uh, gun season, which is coming up. Uh, I want to tell you guys that uh, if you're viewing our Facebook page, if you're a fan of it, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you are, um, gun season is coming. We get flooded with pictures. Um, and everybody, you know, we got a lot of we got a lot of people saying, "Hey, why don't you show my picture or uh, uh, private messages?" It's just it's so tough because we get so many of them. Um, but there's a post by others section, um, and there's a lot of guys that ask a lot of questions on there. Uh, post a lot of pictures on there that we don't get to show, um, but there's a lot of good stuff on there that you can actually comment on or learn from if you would actually if you would actually actually click on that section and if you get on the bottom of your page. Um, on your cell phone, you'll see a post by others section, or on your PC, if you would just click right up top, it says post by others right below our photos. Um, if you click on that, it will come to. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of questions on that guys post that we don't get to we don't get to do, uh, we don't get to forward on to you guys, and I don't think a lot of people know about that. So I wanted to make sure that you guys knew that. Um, and, and and again, we want to thank everybody on behalf of PA Rut Report. Um, for uh, such an awesome archery season, uh, we had a lot. I mean, we had so many pictures. I don't. I can't even count how many pictures we had come through, uh, comments, posts, um, different things that, uh, uh, that 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 people commented on or, or questions asked or you know. I don't know what Robbie's doing over there. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I, but we want to thank you guys for uh, being a part of it. Um, it wouldn't happen because if it wasn't for you um, and. Uh, we thank you a lot for for being a part of the page, and uh, we're here because of you guys. So we just want to make sure you guys know that. I, I want to jump in on, on and like on the bandwagon on that. Uh, I look through a lot of other pages in Pennsylvania uh, to see what people are saying or how things are going. I want to give a shout out to our fans because honestly, on our page we don't get that negative comment type thing happening where you know a guy shoots a, a 110 inch eight point and that's his buck of a lifetime or that's his biggest to date or he's happy with that buck which is awesome i see some other pages where there's a lot of negative feedback about hey why would you shoot that or you know what do you we don't get that on our page and you know what that's because our our fans aren't like that you know what i mean and and, and i i respect that um and i i also like the feedback that people of our page are giving to other members of our page you know who are liking it you know guy says hey i shot a deer you know i hit it in archery season i hit it you know a little far back i'm blood tracking it i'm not seeing the oh well, hey you made a bad shot i'm seeing hey well this is what i would do or hey check this out and you know what that 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 speaks a lot it should the be. these guys listening. are asking questions um and respect that you that they're going to get a response from you and some knowledge or some something that you maybe maybe had experience with in the past um it's going to help you out um it, it, you don't need to bash everybody hunters should be happy for other hunters I, no matter no matter the situation yep um you know we're not experts, I, I have man. actually seen a comment that said well maybe you should practice more the guy had a deer you know couldn't find it um with a, with a bow maybe you should practice more you know come on man i mean it's not <laughs> if you hunt long enough it's going to happen Listen, to you none of us uh, it's going to happen three to of us are not experts yeah. by any means um we just have that passion for the outdoors and everything that it entails um but we draw from i i think it's safe to say that we we do the same thing as everybody else when we're sitting in our stands dude i'm sitting in the stand and even though i'm you know we're pa rut whoever dude i'm looking at the same thing everybody else is looking at i'm like oh man this dude's seeing this maybe i might see a deer 
you know, it's not like we're sitting there with some magical thing saying, oh, hey, look here, you know, we get all these big deer and we do all these great things, dude. We hunt just like everybody else. Makes you sit oh, a little yeah. longer. How many of us killed one in, in uh, arch season? Uh, well, not, buck, buck. I could have killed 100 uh, days. Buck. Did you? Did you, though? No. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Buck. I'm eating deer no. steak. Buck. Eating deer steak. No. Buck. How about no. Brett? <clears throat> Brett? Oh, Brett killed a buck. How'd your wife Lucky. feel about that beard? Lucky. <laughs> I meant Buck. I meant Buck, not beard. Oh, well, let me tell you a little bit about that story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell you oh are you going to do it? Or are you going to do it? Oh, he almost did it. Okay. Uh, he almost did it. So, Listen, I got a new couch, but. We have, <laughs> nice. we have bear season going on right now. Well, before we already talked season. about. We already before talked, bears, about, we already talked about bear season. Before bear season, before you stop talking about deer, archery, the rut. Um, notice an uptick in certain activity recently. Well, we ha- if you look at your itinerary, we have gun season coming back up after bear. Well, God forbid. Oh. I have, Rob. Allow me to apologize. Sorry. Rob, okay. I have. That's okay. Go ahead. So sorry to interrupt. That's all right. Go ahead. Okay. Anyways, a lot of deer. Seen a lot of deer moving around, a lot of bucks moving around, a lot of activity that would... Uh, lead me to believe that the peak of the ruck may be happening right now. May be happening right now. Who knows? I would say that that's affirmative. The rut is going on right now. Affirmative. Anyways, on to what, on to what you were going to tell In this about. area, anyway. I've seen now a we'll, lot, man. We'll no longer be able to come back. a lot of crazy I, stuff I, going I, on. I, listen, I, I agree, but everything I'm seeing is, is the younger bucks. I, listen, I think, I think what's going to happen for us the Monday I think actually there's going to be some big bucks harvested because I think that the smaller bucks are the ones that I'm seeing out eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning running. The big boys are going to be back up on their feet again, and they're going to be looking for that. Normally, we get second week of rifle season. I see a lot of rut activity, like second rut activity. Um, I think we might see that earlier this year, first week. That's just that's just my theory for our area. But I'm seeing a lot of deer. All right, so we already touched base on the big bears that we're getting. Um, but I want to ask you guys, you guys think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge bear hunter. I go, you know, the Saturday if possible. Um, but the big bears we're getting like the 580 pounders, the 600 pounders, the 713 pounder we got, are those bears, do you think that they're mostly feeding in the woods or do you think that these bears are the dumpster diving, garbage eating, um, bears that the pencil i mean I, i'm not sure but it seems like every year that these bears i mean we're getting a lot more mature huge bears harvested i think there's a spike in bear hunting if, if this makes sense and this is what i've noticed i think you had traditionally you had hardcore bear hunters i think bear hunting has become more of a trophy sport in the recent years past two or three years has become more of a trophy sport where you're you're getting more guys out there uh, I've seen a lot more activity this year, bear season, with people reporting stuff and, and, and posting pictures than I ever have before. Where bear hunting before was, you were a bear hunter or you weren't. It, it has actually, I think, become well, a Well, it also sport. happened on a Monday. It was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when bear was in before. Right. So a lot of guys, you know, kind of take off that Monday or do I take off the first day of rifle Monday. You, can, you know, a lot of guys couldn't get off. So it was. it's a different story now. You're seeing a lot more guys getting out there on Saturday to do this sport of bear hunting in Pennsylvania. And you can't chase them with dogs. You can't bait them in. 
Um, so it's, it, you know, it's different here in PA than it is in other states. Um, you know, like for out in Idaho, for instance, you, you, you run them with dogs. You run them up a tree with dogs. You shoot them out of a tree. It's not that way in Pennsylvania. It is a crazy, crazy sport that you have 16 guys go out, you know, and push thickets out. And, and, and I mean, sometimes you get three bears. You know, some guys get three bears out of, out of one push. You know, it's unbelievable. The the seven hundred plus pound bear, the five hundred plus pound bear, has become the hundred and forty plus inch buck. Yeah, and then you got guys go out that you know they'll take a group out of 15, 20 guys, and they'll go seven years of dry spell. They won't get a bear, and then all of a sudden, boom, they'll get three. You know, it's all about that. You know, how much of that might be contributed to something like PA rut report, where you know people realize that the opportunities out there to kill a bear. Plug. Plug, 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 plug. Shameless. Yeah, I'm good at this. Shameless. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> Seriously. PA replaced replaced by PA coming in from the backside. When side. you know that you have an opportunity, like you see pictures, you know that it's it's more and more popular. I'm gonna want to go if oh, I yeah. know that yeah. this that it's there's a chance out there. Yeah. That's our sure. that's our that's our mantra or our, our core tagline. We're we're dedicated to strengthening the tradition. Yeah. Tradition is open to interpretation, so your tradition might be different than somebody I else's tradition, but that. it's outdoors, outdoor tradition. So Bag yeah. of chips. Yeah. Um, pictures. Cheese. Pictures was, was something we were talking about when we uh, on break. Um, you know, the, the, we had talked about when you take a, a photograph of your trophy and you post it, and, uh, I mean, that's something that – does that matter? Do you think that matters? Well, just for instance, we had a 713-bound uh, pair shot – um, and you know, the picture was less than par. Um, and I'm, not, judgment I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> the way it was. Um, and, Critical, uh, it, and it was just the head and the legs coming out underneath the guy. That's a 713 pound bear. That's the biggest bear shot in PA so far. Um, we had 126 likes, I think, and 16 comments. We posted a bear that was set up on a rock. Guy was in behind it. It looked huge. It looked awesome. Great picture. Kudos to the man. I can't remember his name, uh, but whoever took the picture set it up right. Uh, we had over 630 comments on that, or I'm sorry, 630 likes on that bear and over 50 comments on that bear. So, you know, it, it all depends on the picture and how you present yourself with the, your trophy. Um, and and it, people like that a lot more. So, you know, whenever you're throwing, th- throwing a post out there or throwing a, throwing a picture out there, make sure you get your guys up. Take some time to tuck that deer's legs underneath or that bear's – or prop that bear up on a rock. Yeah, or you know, tuck, tuck, make your, it look tuck your tongue in. Yeah, yeah. Cut, Listen, cut it out. The cut only thing out. I will say in that guy's defense, dude, it was a 700-pound plus bear. Oh, yeah. They could have taken a better picture of it. I mean, I agree. You know, hey, the biggest bear in PA, you're at a check station, you could take a hell of a picture. Hey, when of I shoot bear. that little 80 inch scrub buck, dude, because I ain't killed a buck yet. Like, We're going to set you way back from that deer, make that thing look <laughs> real, <laughs> real pretty. Make it look like a 130 inch deer. I appreciate that. But anyway, so yeah, so. We appreciate all the pictures coming in, no, no doubt. Any, anybody posts a picture, we appreciate everything that we got. Uh, we apologize we can't post some up because we get so many of them. But uh, you know, that's, just, that's just the way it is, and that's where the post by others section is there. So you can look at that. Um, okay, so we're coming into rifle season, of course, and we have public ground hunters. Pumpkin and when, patches. And when you walk up there, oh, what about pump, I mean, what about and, and I, I've... Um, what about uh, the pumpkin patches? That's eyes. what I'm going into. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yes. if you look at your itinerary, 
Oh, so, uh, too. So, yeah. Anyway, so the. Uh, I thought you were so actually we talking about. I thought you were talking bashes. about like pumpkins, like real pumpkins. No, like the orange blobs. I said blobs. that in the break, man. Yeah. I just read this really cool the article about blobs everywhere. Pumpkins and and deer. And deer yeah, after yeah. post frost pumpkins, deer love. Yeah. We got that's not what we're talking. We about. We got guys going up that are. Um, you know, sometimes they're first, they're first guy hunters, you know, or first, first year hunters in this area. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go up here. I'm going to find this perfect spot. And, uh, they walk up there, you know, an hour before light and they're getting flash with every flash. What light. is the general rule of thumb? Don't um, be a dick. I don't think they're, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm so, listen, no, I'm going to put it out there. You can bleep me out later. Listen. Public ground is public be ground, Mike. It is, but you know what, man? If no, you're walking into a spot and a guy flashes you with a be flashlight, courteous, be courteous, first dude. Come, first well, come, first I understand first that. I completely courteous. understand that. However, if you are that guy that's walking in after that man that's already in that spot on public ground, he's sitting there and he flashes you the flashlight and you've been hunting up there with 10 years, what are you going to do? Uh, me personally, I'm if I'm walking in, there's a guy sitting there, and I'm on public ground, dude. I'm going to be courteous. I'm going to back out. You're going to yeah. back out. I'm going to back up there for ten years. It, 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 that is not your. That is not your mojo. You're going to walk up to the guy and be like, "I've been hunting here for ten years." I think he'd sit thirty yards from him. No, why would I sit there? <laughs> oh man, I just been called out. No Honestly, way. I wouldn't. I'd be walking no. out of the woods making as much noise as possible. I'm going to be take a listen. You take a leak. I'm not even going to take a leak, dude. That bar of Irish spring that I keep with me, I'm dumping out, dude. I'm like, here, smell this. No, seriously, dude. If I walk in somewhere and I see somebody sitting there, dude, I might be a little upset, but I'm going to leave, dude, just because, A, I don't want that idiot shooting me. You yes. know what I mean? Because, listen, I don't want that, hey, there's a deer running it. How do you know he's an idiot? He might be a really, really good hunter. He just found a new spot. It was yours. So, so, he so anyway, he should have known it was mine. That's why he's an idiot. Um, that's why I hunt private ground. Anyway, uh, no, dude, I, I honestly, just be courteous, man. You know, listen, we all get frustrated because we only you might only get a day to go out and hunt. There's so many acres available to hunt public ground. And I don't know if you guys read this or not, but the uh, Game Commission this year actually put some placards up on certain state game lands um, for primetime whitetail habitat areas. Uh, what they did was conservation officers, from what I understand, conservation officers went out state game lands and uh they actually had i don't want to know I, I i don't want to speak wrongly i do believe that they had wildlife biologists and other people associated with that go through certain areas of state game lands and find habitat and areas that were core areas for whitetail and kind of put up some signs that said hey this probably a good area to to go hunt they put oh, up there signs that said this yes, is a good area to they hunt. did they put up placards yes they did wow um <laughs> yes, yeah. but uh, dude, if dude's flashing a light at you, though, like seriously, you're walking the no, woods, dude's flashing a light at you, dude, back out, man. You know what? I was, Be mad, but back out. You know what I mean? Take that opportunity to go find somewhere else. Yeah. Story real Scout. quick. Story real quick. Um, I was uh, four or no, sixteen. I just turned sixteen years old, so it's not by myself. I walked up uh, from my house where my parents lived into the woods. Um, never got flashed with a light. Uh, sat there on the ground. It was actually, uh, you were allowed to, as a junior, you were allowed to shoot a doe. I can't remember the, the, the law there, but you were allowed to shoot a doe before anybody else was. Um, and I actually, I whacked this doe at like 8.30 in the morning. Never knew there was a guy there. He was down over a ridge. I mean, he was like 30 yards from me down over this ridge. Never saw him. I whacked this doe. He stands up. I see the top of his hat. He walks over to me. He's like, you're not allowed to shoot a doe. I said, yes, I am. I'm a junior hunter. And uh, anyway, so I never knew he was there. He never flashed me with a flashlight. I never saw him coming in with a flashlight. 
Um, but anyway, it can happen. So you just it be careful out there. Definitely. Or where you're shooting and what's going on. And listen, don't be don't be that hero that shoots at a deer running 400 miles an hour, dude, at 400 yards. I mean, listen, we can we got outdoor city gun here. I mean, dude, a deer running in the woods in Pennsylvania, anything can happen, dude. Make sure what your shot is. Yep. Seriously, make sure what I mean, behind be your shot. Because I did hear of a couple a, a couple of uh, injuries with firearms this bear season. Um, you know, regardless of how it is, we go out there Monday. Listen, we all have families. We all have people that love us. We all have people that care about us. Listen, know your firearm safety. Um, respect the game. Respect what we're trying to harvest. And respect other hunters. Respect yourself. Um, make sure what you're shooting at, seriously. The guy that shot himself um, lethal with a crossbow this year in archery season, uh, one of my friends knew him. Um, guy in a wheelchair. Um he had a uh, he had a wheelchair, uh, uh, all terrain wheelchair or whatever, um, and I, from what I hear, this is all from him. I don't know if he set it down beside him or whatever on his wheelchair, uh, and it was facing up, and that's how the uh, the impact happened. I'm not real positive on how everything happened, but it was a dude uh, in a all terrain wheelchair or a handicapped fella. Um, that actually shot himself the crossbow. You never think that it could happen to you. Um, you always think that, you know, it'll never happen to me. Uh, just unload your weapon if you're unsure of your surroundings or if you're unsure climbing in or out of a tree stand, unload your weapon. Um, crossbow, whatever you have going on. You should never have that bolt in if you're, if you're setting it down or unsure. So uh, just a little beware. You know, you never think a crossbow can kill you. Crossbow can kill you. I'm a stand hunter. I, I don't hunt on the ground at all, even in rifle season. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hunt with an inline. When I'm raising or lowering my inline, even if I'm in the stand and I'm still loaded, I don't just take out my primer. I actually take out my breech plug, drop out my pellets, lower my gun down, just because, man, listen, that's the last thing I need. You know what I mean? Because my wife's going to laugh at me if I shoot myself with my inline, if I, you know, I'm lucky enough if you to make, make it. it so anyway on that note be careful out there just be careful I hear about guys you know hurting themselves every year hunting uh, and and a lot of stuff is needless um it, it just shouldn't happen a lot of stuff is careless stuff uh so and, and some of the stuff some serious stuff it just happens but just be careful out there but anyway getting on to a better subject um hunting on the ground or hunting in tree stand rifle season what do you prefer? I've hunted on the ground for years. This is the first year that I'm getting in a tree stand on the first day of rifle season, and I'm kind of pumped up about it. Public ground versus <laughs> – listen, you got public ground versus private ground is the biggest factor in that I honestly believe. So you can be mobile. So you can be mobile. Okay. Better vantage point from a tree stand, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, one thing to be depending careful Depending on where you're is, at. Depending on where you're at. One thing to be careful of is um, – <laughs> recoil of the the weapon that you're shooting in a tree stand uh listen you're not gonna it's not like you're standing up and shooting a bow dude seriously you're standing up you have a 300 wind mag dude and you're like oh look there's a deer boom um dude if you're gonna be in a tree stand seriously wear your harness um all the time just saying uh i'm a tree stand guy tree stand guy for sure yeah oh yeah oh yeah i just like the vantage point brett tree stand never ever on the ground ever 
Never. <laughs> on the ground for Unless I'm walking. 12 years. Those Texas bucks don't count. Deer drive. No. Get some boys together. Oh, there you go. There you go. Pressure them. Mm. Nah, Deer drives on the first day would be really no, make no, some no, people no. mad. No, no, no. First day. <laughs> first day, dude. Let's just line them up. Like, dude, everybody just 50 wide. We're walking right through there. Get some guys together. All those pumpkins. I will say this, though. that there is There is no deer in the woods of any state that we're trying to harvest that is worth risking safety for. I, I, honestly, it might be the trophy of a lifetime, man, but listen, the biggest factor at the end of the day is the blessings and, and, and the things that we get to enjoy in the outdoors. There is no trying to shoot a deer that is worth our safety or the things that you know we need to really think about. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Appreciate so, it, real quick, we have about 30 seconds left. Um, public ground versus private ground. Pros and cons, real quick. I honestly, if the deer aren't moving, if it's warm temperatures or if it's something uh, something that the deer aren't going to move, public ground's the way to be. I agree. You agree? Agree. I can't believe that. Agree. That's the first thing he's agreed with me in agree. a year. The only reason I'm saying that is because, listen, <laughs> I hunted public ground rifle season for years and years and years. This is the first year that I'm getting to hunt my lease with a rifle in rifle season. And, listen, I'm hoping there's some people that make these deer move around me. Well, the it, weather's looking good for the first day. It is. Uh, it's, it's looking great. Nice. I'd uh, rather have a little bit of snow on the ground, but that's just yeah. me. So, would he, believe me, I would, too. Ahead, so Rob. is it wrong mm-hmm. to think that the optimal situation is private ground surrounded with public ground? No, so you're that not. Way you're not wrong. That's a good point. That is a good point. That's a good point. Sanctuary. You want to hunt yeah. the sanctuary. Yep. yep. I agree. Um, but to all you hunters, be safe out there, man. Yes, be safe. Be smart. Don't take dumb shots. Take your kids out. We're going to close it up. Thank Outdoor City again. Outdoor City Guns and for, uh, Altoona Indoor Al- Ranges. Altoona, See, Pennsylvania. One the Check. premier. One for. The one and only. The one and only. Indoor shooting range. Check them out. They will treat you right. I guarantee it. Tony, give your, plug, give your plug again plug for your service. website and Facebook. Yeah. How, do we, how do we find you? AltoonaRanges.com or Outdoor City and Altoona Indoor Ranges on Facebook. All right. Look for them. There you go. We're going to plug out for ourselves real quick. PA Report. Dot com. Facebook.com slash Pierre Report. Instagram. Instagram. YouTube. We were supposed to have a YouTube channel a long time ago. YouTube. We got YouTube. it going. We got kinda it going. We got to kind of got it going. We have a shark video and a shaky deer, deer video. Yeah, that's Just true. saying. The shaky deer video shaky went online on my <laughs> page for some reason. <laughs> so thanks as always for tuning in. Um, episode 17 coming up sometime in the near future. Uh, Go to Outdoor keep, City. Bye, Good going. luck. Good luck. First day, if you want, if you need post a gun, your pictures. ammo, want to shoot outdoor city, post your pictures. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Oh,